Good morning. What a great morning already. You got Krispy Kreme donuts, right? Everybody's feeling good today. I love it. I love it. So we are in this month of January celebrating our 15th anniversary as a church, and we've been having a great time at a big party last Sunday night. It was just awesome. It's so fun, and just so many great things happening here. You know, we started 15 years ago. We had 15 people in an apartment clubhouse for Bible study on a Thursday night, and God has just been moving and working and bringing our lives together, bringing us from all over the country for a time such as this. And so we've been talking about kind of an anniversary as a chance to look back and a chance to kind of remember the things that have happened, but then to evaluate where we are, but then also to look forward. And so this morning, we're kind of turning the direction and saying, hey, God, what are you doing next? It's been an exciting 15 years, but God, where are we now, but where are we going? And God, what do you want to do through us as a body of believers right here in Middle Tennessee. And so I sat down with some people like at our Nolensville campus, our Belmont Heights campus, and talked about JMI. And so we put this video together to watch just to see what's happening all over. And I hope it'll inspire you. I hope you'll be encouraged as we just dedicate the next 15 to him. So let's watch this. Well, good morning, church. This morning we come to the conclusion of a really great series, a series called Rooted. And we are celebrating our 15th anniversary as a church. And we were started and rooted and established in love. And so what we've seen God do has been miraculous. And I love being on this journey with you. Now, whether this is your first Sunday here at Rolling Hills or whether you've been here 15 years, God brought us all for times such as this. God's brought us from all over the country to lock arms and to serve Him and to make a difference for His name and for the kingdom. Kingdom. I want to tell you something what's powerful is to think about. When you celebrate an anniversary or a birthday, it is a great opportunity for you to kind of look back and see what God's done in your life. It's also a time to evaluate and see where you are and to be honest, to be authentic. Am I where I need to be? Is this what God wants for my life? And then to look forward and say, God, what are you planning to do? And to really prepare your heart for what's coming next. And so as a church, that's what we've been trying to do. We've been looking back and seeing how we started and seeing where we are today. And I got to tell you, where we are today, it's, it's all of the Lord. I mean, praise God. I mean, it's so fun to see. We are living and doing ministry in kind of the it city. I mean, can you believe? I mean, there are 100 people a day moving to the greater Nashville area, to Middle Tennessee. God has stewarded us with this time, with this opportunity. We have four campuses now, Franklin, Nolensville, and Nashville at Belmont Heights, and then also online. And we're seeing God lead people to Christ almost every day. We're seeing joy and hope and peace come into people's lives for the glory of God. And I love it. I love it. But God's also calling us to go forward. And I love this verse in Ephesians 3, 20 and 21. It's been our theme verse throughout this entire journey. And it says this, now to him, that's God, who is able, and always remember that, God is able. Whatever you're facing in your life, God is able. Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we can ask or imagine, according to his power that is at work with us. It's, it's not our power, it's his power that is at work within us. To him be glory in the church. And Jesus is passionate about his church. To him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations forever and ever. Amen. And guys, we've seen God do immeasurably more, but God's not finished. 
And I still believe the best is yet to come. And so that's why here at Franklin, we're going to continue to expand the ministry. God's bringing so many people and we need more parking and more space for children and for students, more places for adults to come and to hear the good news of Christ, more opportunities to do ministry both here and around the world. And in Nolensville, guys, we're praying for a place. Uh, the school has been fantastic, and we love being there. And what God's doing through our Nolensville campus is so exciting, and the growth that we're seeing. But we're praying this year that God will provide an even new place, a different place for us to go and to continue to grow. And then at Belmont Heights in Nashville, we're praying for people. We're praying that God would bring people, and maybe God's calling you to step out and join the work there for six months or a year or for long term. You know, we're all one church. We've got multiple campuses, and so maybe God's going to use you there to come and to bring a spark that's going to light a fire in Nashville and reach so many for Christ. And then online, what a great way for us to send out through social media opportunities for us to impact people all the time and every day and every moment. And guys, what's that going to take from us? It's going to take three things. I believe, number one, it's going to take prayer, right? Us praying and saying, God, this is your church, and we are your people. God, you do immeasurably more. And the power of all of us praying together, the power of all of us locking arms and hearts together, the second thing it's going to take is for us to prioritize. I want to challenge you in 2018 to prioritize Christ to take a next step in your spiritual journey, in your spiritual walk. Because see, when you grow deeper in your faith, it impacts everybody around you. You know, a high tide raises all the boats. And so as you're growing spiritually in Nolensville or Franklin or in Nashville, I'm telling you, it's going to impact all of us as a church. And we're going to grow deeper in our faith. The third thing I want to challenge you to do is to participate. You know what? Jesus is not looking for spectators, but participants. You know, Jesus called disciples. He said, come follow me. And, and so this is going to be the year I pray that you'll participate, that you will jump in. And man, when we do that all together, something incredible happens. The momentum is awesome. And so what that's going to mean, even by the end of the year, around November 3rd, we're going to take an offering. You know, it takes resources to do all this. I mean, you guys are smart. You know this. It takes the power of God, but it also takes resources. And so we're going to give over and above our tithe. All of us tithing, giving our first 10% to God every month back to Him. But then over and above these special times and these special moments. And so Prepare your heart, your finances, and start thinking and preparing that way. You know, what's awesome to think about is 15 years ago when God called us to step out, my wife Lisa, she had a dream, and, and she came back and she said, Jeff, I believe God's calling us to do this. And she said these words, and I'll never forget this. She said, I don't want to look back 15 years from now and say, what could God have done? I want to look back 15 years from now and say, look what God did. You guys, that's the journey we're on, and I pray that for you, that you can look back 15 years from now, and that we can look back 15 years from now and say, wow, look what God did. You know, my theme verse I pray for us this year is Philippians 1, verse 3 through 6, which says, I thank my God every time I remember you. <laughs> in all my prayers for all of you, and I do, I pray for you in Nolensville and in Belmont Heights, and I pray for you who are watching this right now. I always pray with joy. Because of your partnership in the gospel from the first day until now, being confident of this, that he who began a good work in you will carry it on to completion until the day of Christ Jesus. God's not finished with us. God is writing a greater story, and he's inviting us to be a part of that. And what God's doing in Nolensville and Belmont Heights and what God's doing around the world, you know, because of your obedience, lives are being impacted 
in Moldova. Orphans have a home and they have hope because of your obedience. The poorest of the poor in South Africa, the poorest of the poor in the Amazon, you're making a difference. And so I want you to know that and I pray that we live it. I want you to hear more this morning about what God's doing in these specific places. So let's listen to this right now. Two years ago, God opened a door that allowed our South Nashville campus to relocate to Knowlesville. This has been a great move. And we're excited about what 2018 has in store for our Nolensville campus. Jason, this is awesome about what God's doing in Nolensville. And I'm just telling you, thank you, your leadership and David Curtis and the whole team. And praise God. Tell us about what's happening, what's going on right now. Well, thanks. That, that means a lot to me. You know, I, I think about when I think about what, what is, what's happening at Nolensville, and you and I have talked about this before, I kind of feel like a kid on Christmas morning, but every day is, it's that, it's just, man, it's so exciting because I see what, what God is doing and, and, and I, I'm, I'm really humbled. You know, Nolensville is such an amazing, uh, it's an amazing part of our, of our community. Um, and uh, having you know lived there now for the past couple of years, it's been it's been fun to see uh, the growth. I know when we started the Nolensville campus, there were Jeff, there were 12 new neighborhoods that were that were breaking ground, or they were moving dirt on it, just in, in Nolensville. And so I haven't checked recently, but I, I, I know that there's even more since then. In the past two years, they've opened three new schools there, and so God has brought just this influx of people there. And, I, and I'm excited about what what He's doing there. That we're there, that we're there in a community that is rapidly changing and rapidly growing. And, and I can't think of a better place that uh, Rolling Hills would want to be than there just you know, connecting and, and meeting these families uh, and new members of the community exactly where they are. So it's, it's it just extremely exciting. And, and tell me kind of what's the vision? You know, as we kind of go forward there in Nolensville, what, what's kind of the vision God's continue yeah, to lay on your heart? Absolutely. Something that I get really jazzed up thinking about is what God's doing in family ministry. And uh, the potential there, you know, as I mentioned at the beginning, when you when you open three new schools, school districts don't do that because of any reason beyond the fact that there's just tons of kids and students that are there. So that's something that, you know, we just want to look ahead at the next couple of years that we're really, you know, we're really looking forward to. I think the other piece of that is just what's what the next uh, kind of iteration of our facility looks like. We currently meet at Nolensville Elementary School. You know, we set up and tear down um, every week, and there's something beautiful about that. There's also something uh, that that limits you uh, in that. And so, you know, we we know that God is uh, calling us to take those ne- next steps of faith in terms of what a building looks like. I, I've been at Rolling Hills for almost 10 years now, and I, I remember something that I heard you say way back when before we ever moved uh, here to the warehouse from the theater, uh, you said, you know, the building is not the vision. And, uh, and that's where we stand right now. I, I know that God's going to provide something, but that's not the vision. Uh, you know, the people are the vision. What God is doing in the community is the vision. We want to find a building that uh, resources and gives us an opportunity to do what we feel like God has called us to do. Uh, because the limitations of, of having a set up, tear down, uh, you know, every week, not only is it taxing on volunteers, but it's also, it, it limits us to to be able to do what we want to do through midweek, Wednesday night programming, Bible studies, partnership classes, all kinds of things like that. So we're really excited about what that's going to mean when we find what that next place is, whether that's something that already exists, whether it's something that we build from the ground up, uh, whatever. So we're trying to really walk hand in hand in tandem with what God is doing. And, and, and when He provides it for us, we will, um, we will do our absolute best to, to make it a place that the community uh, is excited about. So, you know, I could talk for 
100 hours about all the stuff that I'm excited about, but I'm truly grateful every day that I get to be a part of it and grateful that I get to be on this journey uh, with everybody who calls Rolling Hills home. Amen. I mean, that's, that's it, Jason. You know, we're one church with many uh, different locations, but just to be on this journey together, I think is so powerful and to see God working and for us to pray together as one church and for us to reach out together and, and having people come. I love what God's doing in Oldsville. I mean, yeah. the campus is just thriving and there's so much energy and momentum and so much happening in the community that yeah. God's doing a great work through you and through our church uh, together. Praise God. Great job. Thanks. Last year, we felt God's call to seek a permanent location in Nashville. In that process, we met John Garner, who is the pastor of Belmont Heights, and began a discussion that would result in the launch of a third campus. John, this is so great to be sitting here with you, and I'm just so thankful for you. I got to tell you, your faith, your love for the Lord, you've been pastor here at Belmont Heights for four years, and then to have the vision and the call of God to see two churches merge together to impact this place for the glory of God. And we're sitting here where, you know, Belmont Heights has been meeting. And tell me a little bit about what God's doing now and what you see God doing in the future. Yeah, I have been here four years. And I came here not knowing what to expect. Uh, the church was trying to decide, do we close the doors or do we keep going? And the, the folks who were the remnant of the church that had come together uh, with two churches back in the 20s, when two churches came together to form Belmont Heights here in this part of town, and uh, uh, it grew and grew and grew, and it was very successful and very big for a long time, and then a lot of things changed. But when I got here, they were trying to decide, what do we do? What I began to do was talk to them about the community and about all the things that were going on around them. And uh, they came to a point of decision. Do we keep going or do we close the doors? And they voted 100% to keep going. And I said to them, I said, now if you, if you vote to keep going, everything's got to change. It can't look like, smell like, taste like, feel like. It, it, it can't be anything like it was in the past because the community around here has changed so drastically. And uh, they, caught, they caught the vision. And they said, okay, we're going to do whatever it takes and bless their hearts. I will tell you, the remnant that was left here are willing to do whatever it takes to have a legacy in this community that was started so long ago, they wanted to see it continue for so long in the future. And so that's, that's where we are. Um, and since I've been here, the church is getting younger. Uh, and we're having young couples join. We're having new babies being born. We've, the preschool of children's area is growing and, and all those kind of things. We're reaching out to college students. Our core group is still here. Those senior adults, they are committed to being here but they are turning it over to this younger generation. And that's where you guys come in. Two churches coming together, bringing their gifts and talents and abilities and interests to impact this community. Now, Jess, let me just tell you, the people in this community have everything, but they have nothing because many of them do not have the Lord. And with you guys coming along and the, the numbers that come in and the, the different gifts and talents and abilities that, that your folks will bring in, will just enhance everything we've been done and, and, and help us to really impact this community for Christ. That's the bottom line. That's the reason we're doing this. And I'm so glad that you were open to sitting down and talking about what we could do. And God's gonna do magnificent, wonderful things that you can't even imagine yet. Praise God. John, I love it. I love your passion, your enthusiasm. I just can't wait to see what God's gonna do in the lives of so many people here. And thank you for your leadership. Thank you for all God's doing. And all glory to Him. Praise God. <laughs> With an aligned vision to reach this community, we launched Rolling Hills Belmont Heights on January 1st. 
Discipleship Pastor Nick Allen, along with a core team of volunteers, are leading the charge to instill the DNA of Rolling Hills at our new campus. Nick, this is so exciting. We're sitting here at Rolling Hills Belmont Heights right here in Trout Theater. And what do you see God doing right now? But also, what are you so excited about as we see God work in the future? Wow, it's exciting for you to even call this Rolling Hills Belmont Heights. Um, it's been a long time coming, but for a lot of people, this is a really new move for our church. Um, and there's so much excitement about launching a new campus and really merging with an existing church um, to be of a like mind and a like vision and to reach this community. Um, I think there's a couple of really cool things about this to start with. One is um, just the location. Um, and so Belmont Heights sits right on Belmont's campus. Um, and so the opportunity for Rolling Hills to be a church that actively engages and reaches college students in our community, um, how tremendous is that? You know, Rolling Hills started on the backs of some incredible college students um, making their way to the Marriott and to the movie theater. And so it's just in our blood and we want to be a part of what God's doing here in the city. And so to be on campus is really, really incredible. And so we're praying that God would bring students from Belmont, Vanderbilt and Lipscomb um, and really the surrounding area um, to come and be a part of church right here on campus. Um, and so that's one. Um, but then this whole area is just so cool. It's so neat. It's buzzing with businesses and new construction and then also like these revitalized homes where people are moving. You know how fast people are moving to Nashville, but they're moving to this area and we want to engage them with the gospel. And so the, the biggest opportunity right here is geography. Um, for people at Rolling Hills who already live in this area and they're making the drive to Franklin every week, um, this is an opportunity for them to invite their neighbors to church and their neighbors not go, wait a minute, that's 40 minutes away. Um, oh, you mean the church that's right there? Okay, I'll give it a try. And so giving Rolling Hills people a chance to invite friends and neighbors, um, that's a gift. Um, Rolling Hills is built on people just inviting friends. That's how Franklin has grown. That's how Nolansville continues to grow is that people are just inviting people because there's something special happening. And so this is really the merging of two churches. Um, and I think that sends a message to an unbelieving world who doesn't always think great things about churches. Um, just the chance to partner with somebody else and to reach a community in a new way. Um, I think that sends a good positive message. And so hopefully those kind of stories and conversations will spark and we'll get to communicate the truth about Jesus because of what he's doing in the life of Rolling Hills Belmont. Um, over the next couple of weeks, we're asking um, folks to consider um, making Rolling Hills Belmont Heights their home for um, three months or six months or a year. Um, some of those people are going to catch this itch and Rolling Hills Belmont Heights is going to become their permanent church home. And I'm just excited to see all the different gifts and all the different stories that God puts together here because um, he's going to grow a church that way. And that's going to be fun. For some people, it'll be a, just, again, a geography move. This is their area of town, and it just makes more sense. Um, for some people, I'm convinced that it'll be a missional move. Um, they'll just say, you know, it's not close, um, and it may not make sense, but I feel God urging me to do this, um, to be a part of that, um, to shoulder part of the load. Over the long haul, um, what I think God's going to do is spring up salvation all over this place. I think people are going to hear about Jesus and they're going to experience it in their community, from their neighbors, at a church that catches them off guard and shows them Christ's love in a way that they haven't experienced it before. And they're going to be transformed and then they're going to be a part of it. And then they're going to invite other people to be a part of it. I think God's going to 
not just grow our church because of this move, he's gonna grow the kingdom. I love it, I love it. So let's pray, you know, that this God would grow, you know, and God would bring college students, young adults, people living here yeah. in Belmont Heights in this whole area. Let's pray that God would just fill this up and use it for his glory. Amen. It's exciting. From the very beginning, one of the biggest calls that God has placed in our lives at Rolling Hills is to serve the poor and the forgotten. Through Justice and Mercy International, we are able to make a global impact. As we are faithful, God continues to reveal new ways for us to be the hands and feet of Christ throughout the world. Kelly, thanks so much for um, sitting down and just talking with us about what God's doing through JMI. I know you're on the board and you're just such an incredible advocate for what God's doing worldwide. And as believers, we have this call to make a difference here in Middle Tennessee, and, and, and that's what we're doing and seeing people come to know Christ. But Jesus also said, therefore, go and make disciples of all nations. And so through JMI, I mean, Justice and Mercy International, it's been incredible, but what have you seen God do and what is God doing right now? Yeah, I have the special privilege of getting to the Amazon at least once a year, sometimes twice a year, and also Moldova once a year. So to be in both of those places and to see what God is doing is so very exciting. And so. One thing that I, I think I would love to just encourage everybody is just if you have not had a taste of missions yet, uh, to take that step to sponsor a child in Moldova or sponsor a pastor in the Amazon or a child in South Africa, definitely if you have the opportunity to go on a mission trip, I would just encourage you, there's no way that it will not change your life. Jesus is just so clear that we're blessed when we take the gospel, when we take the message of Jesus Christ to the poor and the lost and the least. It really is. It's just one of those absolutes. It's, it's a joy. It's an absolute perspective changer. Um, I would say missions uh, far and away have been the biggest change in my life and have brought the greatest joy. And so some of the things that I've seen is just the, the pastor's lives that we're changing, in the, well, that God is changing and allowing us to be this part of in the Amazon. Um, and that might be such a, a weird thing for people to think about, but there are pastors in the middle of the jungle, just like there are pastors here, and they have no encouragement. They have no, um, very little training, nobody to look out for them. The, the wives are, they're exhausted, um, they're tired, and we get to come and encourage them at our pastors' conference. So just praying for that, sponsoring those pastors, um, being aware of that is, is huge. And then the orphan work that we're doing in Moldova and seeing these lives changed. I mean, I cannot believe how God is, allowing us to be part of rescuing these kids off of the streets and, and not just for their, their physical life, which is huge and we're making a huge difference, but their spiritual lives, that they're coming to know that Jesus Christ sees them and he loves them and he's given his life for them. I mean, it's changing their lives, it's changing that country. And, and so, I, I mean, I just can't say enough about what JMI is doing. I can't say enough about how fulfilling it is to actually be part of fulfilling the great commission that Jesus gave us. I would say missions is always personal. Mm. We can get lost in how much there is to do or a broad term like the harvest field, but it always comes down to a face and a name and a life for every one of us that ever takes a mission trip. And I had another story in the Amazon, and again, it was a group of kids, and this all the kids were so happy, but this one boy was so sad. You could just see the weight of the world on his shoulder. And so after our time together, I asked if I could speak to him, and he said that his house was flooding, and that it, creatures were coming into the home, creatures like Cayman and Anaconda, that can kill people and do kill people in the Amazon. And they were kept having to build their house up and up with planks. 
and he was the oldest kid in the house. His father was gone, like so many are, and he basically had the weight of his family. Uh, and his mom was kind of looking to him for everything. And I will never forget just saying, well, can, we can give you money, we can give you clothing, we can give you some food, we can help raise your house up. And he just kind of nodded, yeah, okay, that's great. But I could still see I just wasn't reaching him. And again, it was just the nudging of the Holy Spirit. The Lord just said, tell him that he has a place and that he has a calling on his life. And so I said, listen, I noticed you out of all of those kids. I just saw you. I noticed you. And I believe that God has a calling for you here in this village, a spiritual calling with, with this church, with this pastor that we know. And after I said that, he looked up at me and he said, no one has ever seen me before, but God sent you here to see me. And that's so much of what missions is about, is us going to the one person and saying, God sees you, he knows you, he gave his son for you, he loves you, and he has a plan for your life. And so it takes this global need and brings it down to the one. And that has been one of the greatest blessings of being part of Rolling Hills and JMI, because I know that you care and that we care collectively about the one who Jesus died for. Praise God. I mean, I love that. You know, it's like we can't do everything, but we can all do something. Yes. And um, that's our call, mm -hmm. right? And it's mm -hmm. both here and around the world. Mm -hmm. What do you see kind of the vision as we go forward? Yeah. Well, I always go back to what Jesus says um, in the Gospels, and I think it's in Matthew, where he talks about, he says, listen, the harvest is plentiful, but pray for laborers. And whenever I read that verse, I always think that's, that's the key right there. That's the answer. Jesus, he has, I mean, money's part of it. He asks us to give, but he's not asking for money. He's not asking for a Bible degree or seminary training. He's asking for people who are willing to labor in the field, in the harvest field. And so we know we don't have a harvest problem. We know the harvest is there. He says it's ripe and it's ready, but we have a laborer problem and we need people. And so I see JMI growing. I see it firsthand every single day. There are more kids that we're now able to sponsor in Moldova. There are more pastors conferences. We've, we've gone from one to two. We'd like to go to five a year. And so as I look and I see what's on the horizon, I think we're gonna continue to grow in South Africa and in Moldova and in Brazil. I believe that God is gonna keep harvesting, he's gonna keep multiplying that work. The harvest is huge. And so I'm, I'm pumped. I think that it's gonna keep growing and I think there's going to be more opportunity for us to do more for His glory across the globe. Wow, I tell you, I love serving God with you and with our church family yeah, and just seeing so what God is doing. It's it's awesome. I mean, it's yeah. just awesome and we get to be a part of that. Mm -hmm. And so I would just continue to encourage us to pray and just know the purpose that God's called us to and to participate and jump in and be a part. And uh, man, it's, it's exciting what God's doing now mm -hmm. and for His glory forever and ever. Yeah. And so praise be to Him. Yeah, amen. <laughs> It's incredible to see what God has done over the past 15 years. But 2018 brings a new chapter. It brings with it new opportunities to reach out, grow up, and give all for the glory of God. Church, I just want to say thank you to you your faithfulness, you're making an impact, you're making a difference. And by being here and praying and serving, God's using you to impact so many people in our community, but around the world. And I love that story Kelly just told about that little child who says, you see me. 
And God sees me. And that's what God's called us to do, to be the hands and feet of Christ. I remember the JMI banquet this past year in Tudor, this kid we met growing up in an orphanage there in Moldova, and this kid who had nothing. And guys, our mission team was there and serving, and we watched this kid start to grow up and get in our transitional living homes and make a difference. And he was here, and he stood on this stage, and he looked out, and he said, I just want to thank the people who saved my life. And God is using you to impact so many for Christ. And we're so thankful for what God's done for 15 years. I mean, praise be to him. It's all him, right? It's all him. And our vision statement says a people of God are reaching out, growing up, giving all. A people of God rooted in Christ, rooted in his love, established in his love and loving God and loving each other. And, and then reaching out that the church isn't a country club, right? The church is the, the vehicle by which God accomplishes his work in this world. And, and, and then you know, growing up, that we become fully mature disciples, that we reach our full potential in Christ, that we raise up the next generation in the preschool and the children and students that are here. I love my kids growing up in this church. I love that so many of you teach them and pour into them and pray for them. I love that they worship. I love that they pray. I love that they have a heart for the Lord. They're raising up the next generation. We're doing that together. And then giving all. <laughs> that we would be people who give all to the one who gave his all for us. God's not looking for just part-time people, right? He's not looking for people who are like, hey, if I don't have anything else to do, you know, then I'll be at church and be a part of a community. He's looking for people who are saying, hey, I'm willing and I'm ready. And so in 2018 and beyond, I just wanna encourage all of us, right, pray. God's not finished with us. It's been an awesome 15 years, but, but God's not finished with us and God's not finished with you. And I still believe your best days are ahead. And I want to encourage you to prioritize, right? Let's put God first in every area. Let's just say, God, we want you to be glorified in our marriage, in our family, in our community, in my work. God, use me. And then that we would participate, that we would step out in faith, that we would take a next step in our spiritual journey. And for some, I don't know what that is. Maybe, maybe God's calling you to be baptized. And you're like, I don't know. But God's been calling you, calling you. Maybe God's calling you to step out. Maybe God's calling you to be a part of the new work at Belmont Heights. Maybe God's calling you to invite somebody. You work with somebody who lives downtown or lives in Nolensville, and hey, invite them to be a part of the church. Maybe God's calling you to, to go on a mission trip you've never been and go to Moldova or go to South Africa or to the Amazon or maybe help out with Path Project or jump into a community group. I don't know, but I know this. God is here and God is at work. And God took 12 disciples and changed the world. And what could God do through us? Locking arms together, what could God do through us for his glory to impact eternity? You know, you think about Jesus on the night that he was betrayed. He, he brought his disciples together. And if you know this, right, the first thing he did was he washed their feet. And they're all going, what are you doing, right? Why are you washing my feet? Jesus goes, I'm setting an example for you. I want you to serve. I want you to invest in others. And then he took some bread. And after he'd given thanks, he broke it. And he said, guys, this is my body. Broken for you. Personal. I'm giving it all for you. I believe Jesus looked down through the corridors of time and he saw you. He said, this is my body broken for you. The wages of sin is death, but I'm gonna 
take your place. I'm gonna pay the price. After supper, he took the cup, and he said, this is my blood poured out. It's the new covenant. You were under the old covenant before. When you sinned, when you messed up, you were separated from God, but there's a new covenant of grace. (laughs) Oh, praise God for grace, right? This is my blood poured out for you. And then he said something interesting. He said, do this in remembrance of me. And so this morning, we have the incredible privilege to come to his table. And there are tables set up around the room. There's two tables up front, two in the middle, two in the back. This is a gluten-free table over here. But I'm gonna ask you when you come to the table this morning to come in remembrance first. I want you to think back over the last 15 years and what God's done in your life. Not just what God's done in his church. Oh, praise be to him. But what God's done in your life. And maybe in these last 15 years, you've given your life to Christ. You've accepted Christ as your Lord and Savior. Or maybe you've been baptized. Maybe in these last 15 years, you've, you've been married. Maybe you jumped into a church and you found some of your best friends. Maybe in the last 15 years, you've had kids. We've had three and I'm so thankful. Maybe you have grandkids. Maybe in these last 15 years, God's brought you through a health crisis. Maybe in these last 15 years, you've come through a job struggle, but God's provided financially. God's just taking care of you. What has God done in your life over these last 15 years? Could you come to the table this morning and just say thank you? Thank you. But then could you come this morning and just say God, what are you going to do next? I'm dedicating my life to you. Thank you for what you've done. But God, I'm looking forward to what you will do. And I believe the best is still ahead. And so God, here's my life. I'm your disciple. And I'm dedicating my all to you. This is going to be a time of worship. A time to come and to take a piece of the bread, his body broken for you, to dip into the cup, his blood poured out for you, and to receive what only God could give. God who sent his son to give his all for you. I'm gonna invite some of our A6 leaders to move to the tables at this time, and they're gonna be there to serve you. To serve you the bread, to serve you the cup. Christ's body broken, his blood poured out. I'm gonna invite you to come individually or you may wanna come together as a couple or as a family. You may wanna just use this altar to pray. But thank God for what he's done and look forward to what he will do in your life because God's not finished with you and God's not finished with us. So Father God, here we are, your disciples. God, thank you, thank you, thank you for what you've done. Thank you for salvation. And God, if you didn't do anything else for us, but God, you sent your one and only son so that we could have eternal life with you, it's more than enough that we could be forgiven and redeemed and restored. And yet, God, you continue to lavish out your blessings on us. I thank you, Father, for church and for community. I thank you for children. I thank you for joy, for laughter, for hope. I thank you for what you've done here at Rolling Hills and what you continue to do. And so this morning, we come to your table as your disciples today. We come to receive, and we come to dedicate our lives in this year to you. We are your servants, and we love you, and we praise you. Thank you 
And it's in your name we pray and we come. Amen. Amen. You're invited to come to his table.